what's up y'all it's your girl miracle sims and i'm getting ready to tell you all the easiest way to make your own podcast and that's with anchor by spotify friends listen all you got to do is either download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm and they have everything you need in one place you can record edit and they'll even distribute it and the best thing about it is that it's absolutely free so if you're ready to start your new journey today then go ahead and download the app or go to the website anchor.fm just like yours truly It's your girl, Miracle Sims, and you are listening to God, Sex, and Love. Your daily dose of inspiration, the juice! It is February the 18th, 2021, and today my topic is knowledge is power. Friends, I'm sure you guys are all familiar with that phrase, knowledge is power. It's like one of those catchy college phrases. But I guess we're going to go a little deep today. We're going to think about, of course, what, you know, what it says in the Bible regarding this, as well as, um, yeah, in general, information about knowledge is power. So, um, just a little Google research helped me to find that the phrase knowledge is power was kind of coined by, uh, Thomas Jefferson, apparently. Um, but then I found it interesting that, um, Another little, how can I say it? Um, you know how you Google something and then you'll, you can scroll down to the bottom and they'll have like, maybe they're like frequently asked questions or something like that. Well, there was one that I decided to click on and it was like, why do we say this? Or, you know, well, why do we say knowledge is power? And their reasoning was kind of interesting. So I'm going to share with you. It says, uh, I guess the reasons why we say knowledge is power is because it's meaning, I guess, a person has education and can, excuse me, <laughs> here we go, be my chicken scratch, <laughs> um, has education and can contemplate, perhaps that's what I was writing there, or, hold on, wait, complete. Oh, no, excuse me. It says, okay, a person has education and a complete control on his life by using that knowledge. Educated persons consistently handle the things in life or knowledge gives you power to the human beings to know how to control the forces of nature and use them for getting benefits. So that's why we use the phrase knowledge is power, according to Google. I found that interesting. I mean, honestly, I don't know how true that is. I don't know, but I just found it interesting. I guess especially after I had, because um, by the time I saw this, I had already defined knowledge, which I'll share with you momentarily, and I already defined power, uh, which led me to define a couple of other words as well, just to, you know, be clear about what stuff means. So, after I had read all of those definitions, and then I get that, 
I just thought it was interesting because I'm like, kind of don't say the same thing what these individual words say. But let's take a look. Okay, so knowledge, the definition says facts, information, and skills acquired by a person through experience or education. The, no, the theatrical, the theatrical or practical understanding of a subject. Okay. Uh, and then power says the ability to do something or act in a particular way, especially as a faculty or quality. And then the second definition, it says that the capacity of, excuse me, the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. So, I mean, if we pause right there on just that, right? How does that correlate to that that first phrase of why we use this phrase? Because the okay, so the phrase remember was talking about oh the person has power over themselves and control the forces in nature, but then the actual definition of power is talking about the influence of others that you you know influencing the behavior of others and everything like that. So I just thought that was interesting. Cause I'm like, huh? Okay. <laughs> Just something that stood out to me. Now, um, when I was defining those two, it kind of led me to define faculty, even though, I mean, obviously, I, I, I've heard the word faculty before. However, um, it still just led me to define it because it stood out to me, so I defined it. So, it says, an inherent mental or physical power. And then, of course, the second definition uh means what you know most people may know faculty as a group or of university departments concerned with a major division of knowledge and then last I in um I define inherent just to you know be clear <laughs> and it says insisting in something as permanent essential or characteristic attribute so, with all those definitions, I mean, I probably just overwhelmed you with definitions right now. Um, but I just think it's just something to think about in regards to all of this. Um, but what does the Bible say, right? Like, what, what does the Bible say, like, about this whole phrase, knowledge is power? Well, friends, let's see. Proverbs 1 and 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now, I mean, I know I've shared this, you know, on the juice before. I mean, it's not the first time hearing that verse. Um, but I mean, I guess you know, when you when you look at these definitions and you look at what I guess the world deems to be the reasons why we say the phrase "knowledge is power" and all this stuff. I mean, you don't necessarily see anything about acknowledging God, right? I mean, I guess that nobody should be confused about that. We, that's nothing new there. But, I mean, you know, just pointing out the fact that, you know, it does not refer to God at all. Um, I mean, perhaps this control the forces of nature in that first phrase. Uh, but I'm like, but control what? So, you know what I mean? Like, so, but not in the way that it should be. So, hey, because um, I don't think we control God at all. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know 
what that means, you know. But I'm just saying what the Bible say. And it say, <laughs> the beginning of knowledge, uh, or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now, from what I understand, I know people hear the word fear, X, Y, and Z, you might think of, like, just being afraid of or something like that. Um, I've also heard fear as reverence, you know, as respect. Um, I did not define fear today for you all. Uh, you know, I already done bombarded you with definitions, but what I'm saying is, you know, those are other ways that I've heard fear be used in this context when it comes to God, like not necessarily just being afraid of him or anything like that. It's just respecting him in his place, you know, respecting him for who he is. Um, and with that being said, I mean, I know I shared a, um, like a meme or a, um, just quote or something like that. I shared like this quote earlier, which it is a quote from the Bible. And I'm going to share with you all now. It says, Luke 12 and 5 says, but I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him that who, excuse me, fear him who after he has killed has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that, again, puts into perspective of, I know I've... I don't know, I feel like I've said this a billion times, but, um, you know, I know that one of the, the, I can't say, like, most terrible things that can happen to us is for someone to kill our body, right? For someone to kill us. Um, I mean, I know there's worse things than death, you know, I'm I'm learning that from Allie. (laughs) Um, But, you know, uh, I guess aside from tortures and all of that, like one of the worst things that we could probably think of happening is being killed or something like that. Um, however, again, this puts into perspective, if you have that knowledge of God, it's like you understand that even just killing the body does not kill the soul. However, God has the power to kill both. And it's just interesting how we don't acknowledge that. We don't seem to care about that at all. Um, I mean, yeah, we have free will and everything like that, but at the same time, it's like, we just don't, it's just something that we don't think about. I don't, I don't feel we as a whole, as humans, I don't feel the way we think about these things, um, until it's probably too late and then there's nothing to do at that point. Um, you know, but receive whatever you've, uh, accumulated or however you want to look at it, um, you know, with your life or whatever. Um, but with that being said, there's another verse I got for you here. It says uh, in 1 Corinthians 6 and 12, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. For things are lawful, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. I think, again, this is that wisdom, that knowledge, that next level thinking uh, that I think we all should get to. Um and everything like that to to just put things into perspective like yes we are free we have free will you can do whatever you want to do but everything that doesn't benefit you to do everything you want to do everything you want to do does not benefit you me everybody the bigger picture you know and so that's why we need to be do 
doing God's will. So we need to be doing what God wants us to do. That's why we need to be acknowledging God in all our ways and letting him direct our path and all those beautiful things and that the word says X, Y, and Z. But that, I mean, I guess that could segue me into this next verse right here because I'm uh, I'm, <laughs> Matthew 22 and 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. And if you don't know what error means, it just pretty much means be mistaken or incorrect. So if I put that in that sentence, it says, Ye do be mistaken, or you he do be incorrect. Not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Um, this is why we we don't tend to care, right? This is why we don't tend to. I just say we in general. Now, I mean, I'm not saying that some of us do, some of us do, but what I'm saying, the majority of us don't. In the way that we live, just put it like that. In the way that we live, it, it seems to prove that most of us do not. Uh, acknowledge God and and do not um, seem to respect or fear Him in His position. Uh, it's just something to think about. I mean, you know, just something to think about today. Uh, if you're ready to go deeper, um, there are several verses in the Go Deeper section to peruse. Um, and I kind of ended it up with there. There's a whole chapter I added to it as well because um, there was a verse that stood out to me. I was I was looking up verses and um it, it was one of those one of those verses that made me want to go and look a little bit more into like what the first the first uh, above it said and what the first under it said and stuff like that and the more I looked the more I was like thinking that the entire um chapter itself was, was good to just reflect on um because it's just like you guys got I me mean, to take a look at it and, you know, let it marinate on your heart, souls, and minds yourself, I guess. Um, but it's just something good to reflect on and just to kind of remind ourselves what it looks like to not do the will of God. That's pretty much a good way to sum, summarize that Jeremiah 6. But, um, again, you can look at the entire thing on your own. <laughs> so, friends, the Bible verse of today is James 1 and 27. It says, pure religion and undefiled before God and the father is this to visit the faith fatherless excuse me yes to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world friends i hope you all enjoyed this juice this morning thank you so much for listening to god sex and love your daily dose of inspiration the juice i pray you guys can go forth and have a wonderful day and i look forward to talking to you all tomorrow with the lord's will Bye-bye. Uh-uh. There's no time to get my nails done. Oh, I know. I went to unwindselfcare.com and got my 100% nail polish strips. Thanks, Unwind Self Care.